Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? I am fantastic, Dan. Good to be here, baby. Yeah! I don't know where he's going to go with this stuff ever. I know, and that's the beauty of the show. <laughs> I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday at uh, one of the networks about this. How I just love the show because it's our thing and it's your thing, and we all own it. It's one big family here. We love it. Hey, one quick announcement before we get started. Uh, I will be guest hosting again. Hannity oh, on the Fox News Channel, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Joe, you better watch on Friday night. I'll stay up. Of course, it is Thursday, meaning tomorrow night. Thank you very much. I know you're an early bird. Yeah. Please, I, uh, with the greatest of respect, and I mean that, ask you to please tune in. If you can't tune in, DVR, watch it afterwards. Uh, last time you made us number one, not only overall, but in the, the key demo too. And I got to tell you, folks, it's flattering. It's a huge honor, and it's due to you. Uh, you all tune in and spread the word. So Friday, tomorrow, 9 p.m., the Fox News Channel, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. I will be guest hosting for Sean. Uh, I would deeply be honored if you would uh, appreciate if you would tune in. So thank you very much. I got a lot to get to today. Uh -huh. um, I warned you yesterday, Joe. We talked about yeah. it. I warned you about the left. Their tyrannical streak and the fact that while we think leftists are people with bad ideas, they think we conservatives are bad, bad people. people with ideas. Yeah, bad people. You're darn right. And I got a ton of emails on yeah. it and tweets and Facebook posts and Instagram posts. People said that's a great way to sum it up. Thank you. I am, you know, yeah. again, I don't take credit for it. I just read a lot of material and other people will tell you the same thing in different words. They are not good people, folks. They have a tyrannical streak. We have to fight back. And yesterday, when we got off the air, I was proven right. I will get to that in a whole lot more. All right. All right today's baby. show brought to you by our buddy. Don't miss it. By our buddies at Quip. This is my actual Quip, by the way. You're like, oh, that's your actual toothbrush? Yes. It's awesome. This is my toothbrush. Look at that sleek thing. It is my Quip toothbrush right there. Wow. Figured I'd do a little show and tell them. Yes. <laughs> wow. You looking for something to give? For yeah, that's my toothbrush right there. Looking for something to give your dad or celebrate your new grad. You got Father's Day coming up. Give him a one-size-fits-all gift like new oral health with Quip. You want your mouth healthy. You want it fresh and clean. And there's no better. This is like a power washing for your mouth. The finest electric wow. toothbrush out there. Show your thanks where it really counts. That's right, Joe. You're Commentary on my reads is priceless. By the way, all you have to do is say, oh, oh, hey. everybody loves it. It's time to celebrate your new grad. Check off or your new grad or the annual gift for dad. Father's Day is coming mm -hmm. up. Give them a quip. They have sensitive sonic vibrations for a clean that's gentle on your sensitive gums, Ooh. but it's like a power washing for your mouth when it comes to being clean. I love it. They have built in two minute timer pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides and help you clean your mouth evenly. Listen, 90% of us don't brush for the right amount of time. This The Quip toothbrush takes all the guesswork out of it. There it is right there. You can't miss it, okay? Uh, it has a cover, which you can mount to your mirror. You can put on a stand. I use it on a stand, so you have to worry about your toothbrush falling all over the place, getting dirty. It has a travel cover for when you travel. Brush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5. Just $5. So you have to brush with a dirty toothbrush. Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association. They're backed by over 25,000 dental professionals, and they have thousands of five-star reviews. My kids use one, too. I love Quip. Folks, a million happy mouths like it, too. Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to get Quip, that's Q-U-I-P.com uh, slash Dan right now, you get your first refill pack for free. That's getquip.com slash Dan. Get 
Quip, Q-U-I-P dot com slash Dan. First refill pack for free. It is a great product. Use it. All right. Let's go. Yeah. Ding. Ding. Okay. I warned you yesterday about the left. Yeah. Now, two developments happened yesterday. One's a quick one. I can get through fast, but it just, again, shows you how this tyrannical impulse on the left to suppress any opposing thought at all, teetering into violence in some cases, which I showed you that video yesterday of the Trump supporter being attacked, but into this abuse, massive abuse of power. So we already know that Bob Mueller's report, however awful it was, found zero evidence of crimes. Uh, Trump was exonerated fully in the report, was exonerated by both Mueller and the DOJ. The left will try to tell you otherwise. They can't. They tried to fabricate a crime using doctored evidence with their voicemail recordings, which I covered last week. The Mueller report is a farce, uh, but the part that isn't a farce is they could not fabricate evidence. They could doctor voicemails mm -hmm. and things, but they couldn't find evidence of a crime. But that doesn't matter to Nancy Pelosi, as we've covered in Bongino.com, who wants to see Trump in prison. I... Folks, this is going to get worse. This is not going to get any better. You'll see we have it up at the show notes today and up at Bongino.com. She actually told her caucus, the Democrat caucus in the House of Representatives behind closed doors, which was promptly leaked, by the way, that yes, she wants to see Trump in prison for a crime that she can't, she has no evidence even happened. It's not, listen to me. It's not that she doesn't have evidence Trump committed the crime. Yeah. There's no evidence collusion with collusion with any American and the Russians happened. If she if she actually bothered to read Mueller's report, they couldn't fabricate the evidence because it wasn't there. But she wants to see him in prison anyway. This is the tyranny streak of the left. Now I get the comeback. I I I I. What I prefer to do on the show is give you now the leftist comeback will be like. Well, didn't you guys say lock her up with Hillary Clinton? Hillary Clinton actually was involved in an in a criminal enterprise where people in her enterprise were were uh, were uh, investigated by the FBI and interviewed regarding an illegal server that was set up. Nobody disputes that that classified information was trafficked over that illegal server. Nobody disputes that either, right. and. She was absolved of any wrongdoing by an FBI director who was bar none. I don't care what anybody tells you, politically compromised. That's a whole different story than a collusion hoax that's been debunked even by Trump haters. Nobody has debunked the Hillary scandal. You can debate whether you think she directly committed a crime or not. Fair enough. But there's no debate that it happened. Nancy Pelosi wants to lock Trump up for a collusion crime that never happened and she's proud of it yeah that's a quick one that's that's easy to explain the left these are police state tyrants yeah. it's as simple as that they are illiberal illiberal not liberal they worship government spying, weaponized government power, abuse of government assets, putting handcuffs on people, putting Manafort in solitary confinement. They celebrate your misery and the weaponization of their power to take away your liberty and absolve like an Alka-Seltzer tablet your civil rights away. They love it. Liberals are an embarrassment and a stain on the republic. And it's gotten worse and it will continue to get worse. But something happened yesterday when I got off the air. Stephen Crowder, who I um, I know, mm -hmm. 
used to work uh, at CRTV with him. Stephen Crowder has a very popular a popular YouTube channel. Yeah. The channel has. And I, by the way, I'm sure my show will get demonetized today for this because God forbid you criticize the overlords um, at YouTube. I don't really care, by the way. Do You do what you do you, whatever. Um, I'm in this fight and I'll be in it for as long as I can. But I know Steven. Steven Crowder is a very popular YouTube channel with, I think, something close to 24 million subscribers, which easily puts him in the, uh, I don't know, top half of 1% of YouTubers out yeah. there, if not higher. Yeah, it should. It's a very popular channel. YouTube has made a lot of money off Steven Crowder. YouTube, in the beginning, when they were an upstart, we were begging people like Steven Crowder, who's a comedian. And listen, I, I, one thing about Steve, some people are going to be offended by some of his content. Fair enough. That's fine. I'm not telling you not to be offended. I'm not a tyrant like the left. If you don't like his content, you think it's off color, it's off base. That is your right as an American citizen to say, I don't like that. It's also your right, Joe, to go to your phone and not hit play on his YouTube yeah, channel. Fair enough. It's very easy yeah. to not be offended by Steven Crowder. If you don't like Steve Crowder, just don't watch his stuff. I'm offended every day by the stupidity on Conspiracy Theory TV on CNN and MSNBC. You know how I get around it, Joe? I don't watch the channel. Mr. Click. I don't care if you do. <laughs> do your thing. You do you. But that wasn't good enough for YouTube. For So the, so for those of you who missed the story, again, the, the, the headline of this section of the show, portion one of the show, is the less tyrannical streak grows. Pelosi wants Trump's locked up. Now they want Crowder taken off YouTube altogether. How did this start? There's a story up on the Washington Examiner that explains kind of the backstory to this today. I encourage you to check it out at my show notes at Bongino.com by a Zachary Halishak. A backlash for YouTube over policies that strip channels of income. It lays out what happened. There is a Vox person, a Vox with a V, not Fox. Every time I say that, I get emails. Vox, like V for Victor. It is a radical, far-left tyrannical police state supporting website that does everything to support far left radical tyrannical policies. Um, there is a Vox personality by the name of Carlos Maza over there who uh, apparently Crowder uh, has gone after in some of his videos. Fine. Carlos doesn't like it. People go after me all the time. People lie about me every single day. People still write articles about me being fired from NRA TV, yeah, despite <laughs> a press releasing right to this day. Yeah. He was fired. Yeah, okay, I was fired. That's right. Good, good job, yeah. guys. Journal, journalism, well done. Um, so whatevs. Really, what are you going to do? Mm. I mean, candidly, you'd like it to stop yeah. because it is annoying, but there's really nothing you can do. People, oh, you can sue. They're lying. But you know what? Listen, we honestly, folks, we tried that a while ago. And, but any, forget it. It's a waste of time. It is. The left will say they will make up whatever they want, and that's it. Well, Mazza got offended that Crowder, who is a conservative, and he's a comedy. He does comedies, and he's very yeah. funny. But he is a commentator yeah, as well. Yeah. Crowder won after Carlos Mazza, who's a left-wing Marxist lunatic, and Mazza got offended and didn't like it. Aww. So Mazza, of course, marshalling his left-wing powers, which is, and I'll get to this power equation in a minute, decided to pressure YouTube. And said, listen, I want this guy Crowder taken off the air because that's what the left does. They are little mini tyrants, folks. They want people arrested in prison, put in solitary confinement. They want them spied on. They want to attack them. They want to hit them with milkshakes. They mm -hmm. want to beat them. This is what the left does. I'm not talking about all Democrats. I'm talking about the left. So the left has mastered a long time ago this art of, um, I don't know what to call it, like power trafficking. I don't have a good word for hmm. it. Where they find out 
you can see this in a lot of their writings and a lot of their strategic Alinskyite stuff, Saul Alinsky type strategies, Joe. Mm -hmm. But think about this. This is what they do. Mm -hmm. The left is tactically very smart. Now they're tyrants and they're, you know, they're, they're, which is inherently evil, but they're not dumb. They find out who has the ability to lord over you, who has power. And when they can't stop you, like they can't stop me and they can't stop Crowder, I will continue to put my message out there. And believe me, I'm already working on plan B for video. Mm -hmm. So YouTube, you can attack us all we want, just like you attack Steve. That's fine. I'm okay with that. I don't violate anybody's rules. I don't, I, you know, I don't do comedy in the show. I mean, some of you may find it funny, but I don't do comedy on the show. Mm -hmm. But you can attack us all you want. I'm already working on plan B, and I know a lot of other people are as well. That's okay. But YouTube makes a lot of money off Steven's videos and used to off mine. Now, mine are demonetized all the time. I don't spend every day whining about it on the show because, again, the, the YouTube has decided to get in bed with left-wingers who report our videos every day. Now, Paula and I have tried to figure out why our videos are demonetized and why we are not allowed to earn money off videos and content we provide. YouTube does not provide any kind of answer ever. YouTube just lets it dangle out there because left-wingers go and report our videos because they don't like the fact that their ideas suck and we call them out. It has nothing to do with us attacking or, or, or any kind of violations of terms of service. We don't do that. Mm -hmm. It has everything to do with left-wingers don't like the content. They did it to Steve. Now, on this power equation or whatever, I'm having a hard time describing it in one word what it is. They will find out who has power over you. And when they can't stop you, they go to that person or entity and they try to engage in a pressure campaign. It's basically their boycott thing. It's a fancy way of saying they will boycott whatever platform you're on because they can't stop you and your message. Mm -hmm. They will boycott Shopify, Pandora, YouTube. Now, their boycotts are useless. They've always been useless. Most of them actually backfire, as we found out with Chick-fil-A, which is now, I believe, the second largest or maybe the largest food chain in the country. I thought the left was boycotting. Leftist boycotts are always good for business. Uh, social media companies like Twitter and YouTube and Google haven't figured that out yet because they're not really in business, Google. Uh, Google's primary concern is not to shareholders, it's to left-wing activists, right? YouTube understands that too. They are to surgically attach themselves to the rear ends of liberal activists because it's socially acceptable to do so. So in that effort yesterday, getting back to the Crowder story, this guy, Carlos Maza, who, by the way, is a violent leftist. If I can put up that tweet, I'd like to show you that this is a violent man. Uh, Carlos Maza, this is him. He's at Gay Wonk on Twitter. That's his Twitter handle. Um, he says, milkshake them all so he wants people to hurl milkshakes at conservatives in public that's what he means by that humiliate them at every term make them dread public organizing so this is from a violent leftist carlos maza at vox with a v who is encouraging people to physically attack conservatives in public to make them dread going out in public you saw his tweet mm -hmm. that is not altered or manipulated in any way paula put it up there exactly as it is off twitter I did not crop it to make it look uh, worse than it was. That is his tweet. Right. They're worse, by the way. In the interest of time, I'm not getting to some of his other tweets, which show he's a racist, too. But Carlos Maza has encouraged physically attacking conservatives. And this is the guy YouTube is taking advice from to get Crowder off the air. So what did YouTube do to Crowder? Well, first, they acknowledged that Crowder hadn't violated any rules and basically said to Maza, hey, he, you know, listen, you don't like it, whatever. Well, of course, Google being leftist that they are, succumbing to what they think is a powerful man in Maza, who's, who's very weak. He has no power. 
He has no real power over YouTube. Leftist boycotts are a total joke. They caved because there are leftists at the company who want to align with leftist values, and they demonetized his channel. Now, for those of you not familiar with YouTube and some of our older listeners, it's important you understand this. Please, bear with me. Even if you're not interested in this kind of stuff, deplatforming, I get it. Some of our, 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 our older folks who aren't familiar with the technology, I'm not a big technology guy either, I sympathize. This is what liberals do now. It's called deplatforming. They go after people who have power over you, who, pl who have a platform for your show. Whatever it is, Twitter, that's a platform for me. I can send out tweets. Facebook, it's a platform. YouTube is a platform for me to put this content on. And they want to de-platform you or make it impossible for you to earn money on that platform. Whatever. You do you. For me, it's more important to get the ideas out there. That's why I still recommend, and I'll recommend now, you subscribe to my YouTube channel. Crowder had 52,000 people watching his show yesterday where he bashed YouTube. Now, a lot of our videos we can't make money on. Some we can. That's fine. I want the message out there. And we're working on plan B now, as are many other people. But when Crowder was not taken off the channel, Mazza complained. So YouTube demonetized him. In other words, took away Crowder's ability to make money. Now Mazza's complaining about that. He wants him taken off altogether. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the tyranny streak on the left. I told you yesterday, they have no emergency break on their behavior. They believe the suppression of oppositional thinking, free speech, and thought is a good thing because you, remember, to them, are not a person with bad ideas. You're a bad person with ideas. There's a big difference. I want to leave this segment with this thought. This is important. It's one of the more important segments we've done in a long time mm -hmm. because this deplatforming is going to get worse. If you enjoy this show, there is a strong potential that YouTube will pull us down at some point. That's why we will always keep it an audio podcast first and working on plan B for video. Okay? Where you can go when YouTube finally gives us the boot, which I'm sure will happen. I want you to remember this, ladies and gentlemen. In this power trafficking equation here, Mazza thinks he has power. He does not. Leftist boycotts are a joke. They're boycotts. They turn into successful business enterprises. They're a joke. You have power too. You, listening to this, you have the ultimate power. You can email YouTube's customer service and tell them channels like this, Crowder, Ben Shapiro, whatever, Whatever channel you watch conservative content, that you will not be silenced. You will watch these channels. And if these channels go, you're going to go too. YouTube has a premium service. YouTube has a premium service that costs a lot of money. You will not subscribe to that service. You could, this is a great way to exercise your power too. If YouTube continues to silence conservative voices. I haven't talked about it a lot. But they have demonetized. Paula, give me a fair estimate. What percentage of our shows are you, do you think are demonetized? How much? 30, 40% of our shows? Mm. For no reason. They give you no reason at all. You can fight back too. You have the power. We're working on plan B, folks. I promise you. All right, I got a lot more to get to today. So it went on a little longer than I expected, but it's important. Today's show also brought to you by our buddies at Brickhouse Nutrition. Ladies and gentlemen, this is one of the finest nutrition supplements on the market. It's called Foundation, available by Brickhouse Nutrition. It is a creatine ATP blend. This does three things. Makes you look better, makes you feel better, makes you perform better. 
Listen, creatine's been around for a long time, but the blending of creatine with ATP makes this a supercharged two gas tanks in the gym product. What do I mean? Creatine's like having an extra gas tank in the gym. In anaerobic exercise, it enables you to perform uh, more powerfully for longer. Uh, but what creatine does as well is it volumizes your muscles. It makes your muscles look harder. It makes them look bigger. It makes them look better. Um, it's not just for men, by the way. It's for women, too. Don't worry. You're not going to get that overly muscular look. You're going to get that nice tone look. This is a terrific product. You will perform better in the gym. You doubt me? Go take some notes on how many exercises you do and how many reps. Try foundation for seven days. Come back and look at those notes. You'll be outperforming yourself. Just give it a few days to load. Take the mirror test. You think you won't look better? Fine. Go look in the mirror. Take a mental snapshot of what you look like. Come back seven days later after taking foundation. I promise you, you'll look that much better. It's one of my favorite products. This is actually my original sponsor. They've been with me for a long time. I love this product. I take it every day. I have tons of it in my house. I know little Joe, who... Uh, is a hoorah going into the Marines, yep. Joe's son. Uh, I know he loves foundation. Yeah, he so I know my nephew loves it. It's great stuff. He's not little Joe anymore. Foundation helped him get there. <laughs> I hate to turn Joe, but it's so true. When I met him, he was a beanpole. Now he's a monster. So this stuff is great. Of course, he lifts hard too. I mean, you have to actually go out there and put in some effort. But this product will give you the edge you need. Foundation, go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Pick up a bottle of foundation today. Ladies and gentlemen, you will not regret it. You will look better. You will feel better. You'll have more energy and you will perform better in the gym. I'm telling you, this product is that good. The reviews on it are staggering. I could read you emails all day about how much people love this stuff. Go check it out. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Okay. Story number two today. So Christopher Steele is getting worried. He's of course the British spy paid by the Hillary team to uh, gin up fake information on Donald Trump. Yeah. We discussed a lot of that yesterday, working for Perkins Coie Infusion. He produced the f uh, famous, or should I say infamous dossier, full of debunked material, which was used to spy on the Trump team. There it is in a nutshell. Christopher Steele is now apparently agreeing under certain conditions to be interviewed by the Inspector General, uh, Michael Horowitz, who's investigating this whole case for the United States government, uh, under certain conditions, Steele has been uh, agreed to be interviewed. The Washington Examiner has an interesting quote from a friend of Steele's who was very specific here and said that he's now worried uh, that Christopher Steele's worried, that is, that he will be thrown under the bus. A Washington Examiner article by Jerry Dunleavy I have in the show notes today. It's very good. It cites a source very close to Steele who is afraid he's going to be thrown under the bus. Mm. What, what, what does that mean? What does that mean? Well, again, we have to employ certain translators, being yes. that we work in this case every day, Joe and I, and I will translate for you what that means. Christopher Steele, during this interview, if he agrees to it, will assuredly acknowledge that his information was false. We say, well, why will he do that? Why would he acknowledge the dossier he produced was false? Because it was. He doesn't have anywhere to go with it. Of course it was false. Now, you may say, well, how is that him getting thrown under the bus? Why is he worried? Ladies and gentlemen, he's worried because what he's going to say in the interview clearly, and this will be a complete disaster, hey, I gave it to the FBI, and the FBI, in turn, didn't verify it, and that's their problem, not mine. I was working for a political operation. I wasn't working for the FBI. Get ready for it. Get ready. That's what's coming. Now, yeah, boy. That is, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, boy is right, because what happens then? In the football, this is the passing of the hot potato, uh -huh. right? Oh, hot potato, throw it. <laughs> Steele's going to go, hey, I was paid to get political information. Yeah. I, this isn't an intelligence product. FBI. FBI's going to say, well, we thought it was an intelligence product. Back to Steele. Steele, I never told you it was an intelligence product. Hot potato back to the FBI. This is going to go back and forth. You watch now. 
How do I know this? Because, folks, as I covered yesterday when I discussed uh, the the dreadful Asha Rangapapa, police state supporter, uh, former three-year FBI agent, which is two years in the field, who defends the police state at every opportunity. I don't know who's paying her or why, um, but Asha Rangapapa uh, is one of these former intelligence community officials that goes on the air to defend the egregious actions of the police state. And another one is a really atrocious figure, um, a guy, Phil Mudd, who is one of the most horrible people you will ever meet. I met this guy in a green room. I'll get to that. I know because he, he was such a jerk. Um, but Phil Mudd went on CNN yesterday and Phil Mudd is worried about how this Steele interview is going to go because he understands Steele is going to pass the hot potato to the FBI and say, they did it. They didn't verify it. I was just producing political information. Here is Phil, deep state supporter, right? Phil Mudd on CNN's Wolf Blitzer show yesterday, panicking about this Christopher Steele interview. This is great. Phil Mudd, uh, as the attorney general investigates, has ordered this new investigation of the origins of the entire Russia probe. We're learning from The Times, the British newspaper, that Christopher Steele, the author of that so-called Russia dossier, is a former British spy, has agreed to speak to Department of Justice investigators about his work, his uh, cooperation with the FBI. How significant is that? Oof, if you go to car races looking for car wrecks, this is significant. This will be a car wreck. Look, this isn't about the Mueller investigation per se. It's about the origins of the investigation and how the Department of Justice and Attorney General Barr has talked about this repeatedly, his suspicions about how the Department of Justice originated the investigation. Obviously, one of the documents was Christopher, Christopher Steele, former intelligence operative, the information he uncovered about Donald Trump from Russian operatives. Let me give you how this game ends. Christopher Steele shows up in front of the Department of Justice and I'm guessing doesn't have terrific answers for the quality of the information in that Steele dossier. I'm telling you, Wolf, this is not going to go well. I can't believe he has perfect answers about the origins of the Steele dossier. I'm not even sure why he's showing up. If I were him, I'd go to Disney World. I would not go to the Department of Justice because it will not end up well. There it is. Deep state supporter Mm -hmm. Phil Mudd. Police state supporter, this is what he does for CNN now, gives a warning at the end. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure you saw it. Chris, don't go, go to Disney World. Like the, uh, with, the, with the Patriots win the Super Bowl this year? I don't follow football. I know I watched the end of it, but I think they did. I'm going to Disney World. He wants you to go to Disney World instead. This is the wink and the nod from the Asharanga Papa, Phil Mudd, Josh Campbell crowd, former uh, people who allegedly took an oath, who are now in, 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 in bed fully with the police state and using their media allies at CNN to send warning signals. Do not talk. Why is Phil Mudd worried? Because Mudd knows Steele is going to say exactly what I just told you. I am not going to be thrown under the bus as Steele's buddies are telling the New York Times Mm. as covered in that Washington Examiner piece. He is going to blame the FBI. 100%. What's the problem the FBI is going to have, ladies and gentlemen? It's obvious. But I have to recover this stuff because every day a new piece of this puzzle comes out. The FBI is going to have to say that, hey, we made every attempt to verify it. Steele gave us information. We understood it was politics. We didn't think it was intel information either, but we did our best to verify it. Oh, did you? 
Then when that falls apart, again, they're going to go back to Christopher Steele and say, oh, well, well, he's lying. He told us it was verified. This is going to be a hot potato mm. passing him. Here's where they're going to have a big issue. And this is where I have this problem again with Asha Rangapapa yesterday. The, again, the three-year FBI agent, who I can't say this enough. Like I spent more time training agents than she spent in the field. But she's an expert, don't worry. Who attacks me? It's kind of funny. She attacks me. She blocked me. She's, she's so intimidated <laughs> by when actual people with experience get in her way. The Kavalek interview is important here. Christopher Steele, before the first FISA is signed, interviews with the State Department woman, Kathleen Kavalek, where he gives her information. He, he later puts in the dossier. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a key portion of this. That is going to go bad for the FBI right away. The key portion of that is he tells Kathleen Kavalek, ladies and gentlemen, this is before they swear to the dossier that Michael Cohen went to Prague. I'm telling you, this is going to come up again. Mm. Mark my word. You're not going to hear this anywhere else, only on our show. Mainstream media people have completely entirely avoided the story. In Kavalek's notes, it clearly says Cohen Prague, meaning... Steele mentioned something before the FBI signs the FISA about Trump's lawyer going to Prague to arrange this collusion thing. The story's totally false. Cohen's never been to Prague. Eight days later, he submits a, a dossier, a memo for the dossier, saying his source now says they're unsure where this Cohen meeting happened. How is it? Eight days earlier, you told the State Department about Cohen Prague. All right, we've already covered that. Mm -hmm. I gave you two explanations. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to add a third here and show you why this Steele interview is going to be a huge, huge problem for the G. The government. The first story is, so Joe, are you tracking me yeah, here? Man, right with you. Steele talks to the State Department, tells them Michael Cohen went to Prague, Trump's lawyer, to set up this whole collusion thing and get payments for Hillary's emails and all this stuff. The first version of this could be, Steele, hey, well, eight days later, why did you say you didn't know where the Cohen meeting happened? You just told Kavalek a week ago what happened in Prague. His first story could be, well, I just forgot. So the first version of events is Steele just forgot what his source said. All right. uh, folks, not possible. It's just a, a lie. But I'm just giving you what the plausible yeah. scenarios are. I had already given you this. The second possible scenario is Steele didn't write the dossier. That that dossier memo eight days later was written by Simpson or others. Certainly possible. Marries up with Glenn Simpson's movie script, 2007 Wall Street Journal article, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. that fact that Steele didn't write portions of the dossier means that if it's say Simpson wrote it, he didn't know what Steele told Kavalek. So he just said, hey, this meeting happened somewhere. We don't know where. But I didn't consider a third option that kind of popped into my head as I was listening to Phil Mudd yesterday. Ladies and gentlemen, what if this scandal is bigger than we think? And that this interview, interview dreaded air quotes with Kathleen Kavalek and Steele was not an interview, but an information exchange. Ho ho! Ooh, oh, would this be bad? Yeah. What do I mean by that? <laughs> Imagine this scenario: that Steele sitting in Kathleen Kavalek from the U.S. State Department's office, eight days remember in October before the FBI swears all this stuff is true, and says, "Hey, Michael Cohen went to Prague. We know that happened. It's in her notes." We know she's doing some travel records checks because she sends notes to the FBI later saying, I checked travel records for this guy and this guy. And then there's a redaction. I highly suspect that redaction is Miss Kavalek from the State Department checking Michael Cohen's passport records, finding out immediately, Joe, that Michael Cohen's never been to Prague. Mm -hmm. 
How devastating of a scandal would this be if the U.S. State Department was checking sensitive records, then giving that information back to Steele? Hey, uh, Chris, Cohen's never been to Prague. You may want to change that story a little bit. And then eight days later, a dossier memo magically appears. Hey, we're kind of unsure about where this Cohen-Prague meeting happened. Really? Because you just said so. Now we have U.S. government officials in the State Department working in conjunction with the FBI. We know Kavalek was sending emails to the FBI about this meeting. Potentially exchanging information with a paid political source so he can alter it to make it fit a narrative that doesn't exist and being used to spy on the Trump team. Oh, that would be painful. You want to talk about a kidney punch, a liver shot? Folks, I've, I again, being candid with you, I did not consider that third possibility. And I'm thinking last night as I'm going through cuts to use for the show today and I'm watching Mud. Why is Mud in such a panic other than the obvious? They know Steele lied. Steele's going to pass the hot potato to the FBI. Imagine if the real scandal is Steele telling the IG, Michael Horowitz, during this interview, Joe. Hey, um, Chris, why did you change your story about Cohen going to Prague? And then in a dossier mm-hmm. eight days later, say you didn't know where Cohen went. Oh, because the State Department told me Cohen never been to Prague. Oh, they did. <laughs> oh, that's fascinating. So the State Department's dealing with a paid political operative for Hillary Clinton to alter and change his story to fit an FBI narrative to spy on the Trump team. Folks, <laughs> with the quip toothbrush, bank on it. <laughs> Here we go. From a listener, Joe. Oh, Red flag. There it is. Thank you to the listener who sent me the red flag. You're the best. Red flag under the hood for review. I'll bet you didn't consider that one either. No. No. Never never thought of it. It's on the field. Laundry on the field, (laughs) folks. There's laundry, as my brother says. Folks, if this was a two-way information exchange, another information superhighway like we had, as I suggested in episode 628, between Bruce Orr and Steele, and then Kavalek with Steele, and there was an exchange of information with a former foreign spy to correct his false narrative to make him appear more credible than he was. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a really, really big problem. Mark it. 30-something minutes into the show. All right. That's a big one. Yeah. Speaking of uh, deep state uh, lunatics, you know, every time you talk about the the deep state, you have these uh, these lunatics on the left. The deep state doesn't exist. You guys are all conspiracy theorists. Yeah, whatever. Listen, the only conspiracy theorists are you nut jobs promoting the collusion hoax have been completely discredited. But uh, a real libertarian, Rand Paul, unlike mm. fake libertarian Justin Amash, um, who I admire uh, greatly, Rand Paul. Rand Paul came out. We covered this at Bongino.com. I encourage you to check it out in the show notes. Paul came out and said, hey, listen. I think the deep state defied Trump's order to revoke Brennan's security clearance. This is really an amazing story. And I mean amazing in a qualitatively awful way. I don't mean amazing like in a good way. Right. I mean it that I'm, I'm, I'm astonished by this story. What Rand Paul was saying, he was on Fox News. He, oh, Excuse me, he was on CNN when he said it. Forgive me. Uh, precision matters. He went on and said, Donald Trump, most of you clearly remember, months ago, gave an order was not a suggestion that John Brennan hack discredited political former CIA director John Brennan's security clearance was to be revoked. Many, of you, I'm sure a lot of you remember that. I discussed it on the show. Mm-hmm. 
It was a brilliant move because Brennan was using this suggestion of access to power, his security clearance, to say things on on NBC, CNN, wherever he's a commentator, I'm not even sure, and suggest things that were simply not true. He's a liar. And he was also using his access to uh, security-related materials to cover his own butt by painting these false narratives. Mm -hmm. Trump ordered his security clearance revoked. Ladies and gentlemen, it hasn't been revoked. Now, folks, this is a quick story. It doesn't require me to do a lot of deep explanation because it is what I just told you. You may be asking, wait, Dan, how is that? He's the president of the United States. These are executive branch employees. He gave an order. Oh, yeah, they're ignoring it. These deep staters, which Rand Paul is calling out because he's a good man and that's what he Mm -hmm. does, they're just slow walking it. Basically, we'll get to it when we get to it. Here's my suggestion. And listen up good. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to people who can make this happen. Mm-hmm. You haul their asses into the Oval Office right when you get back from Normandy. Every single one of the people in the chain of command responsible for slow walking this decision. And you want a report written in writing why what you said has not been done. You are to produce it in the Oval Office. You are to sign it yourself. And if it shows a scintilla of dereliction of duty in the order President Trump gave to terminate their employment on the spot right now. You walk them. Folks, listen, you know what I did in my prior line of work? I I, I hate bringing it up because I I know, you know, it's, it's annoying sometimes. Like, who cares? We get it. But it's important in this scenario to provide some context. Try not to beat you over the head with this stuff. Folks, the Oval Office is an intimidating place. I spent four and a half years working in the in the West Wing. <laughs> it's an intimidating place. I was there for two presidents. Actually, with three. We just visited President uh, Trump up there not that long ago. But working there for two presidents, George Bush and Barack Obama. I've seen politicians outside those doors of the Oval at that post we stand. Go in there full of bravado and walk out broken people. The Oval is powerful. The White House is a tool. It's intimidating. It's intimidating when you're there as a guest. It's even more intimidating when you're there as an employee. I don't mean that in a snowflakey way. And for those of you out there listening to my show who've worked in the White House, and there are a lot, I get your emails, or quite a few. Email me if you think I'm wrong on this. I guarantee you I won't get one email. Email, I'm serious. If you've worked in, you know as well as I do, you know exactly what I'm saying. There is a power to the Oval that will wilt you in a minute if you're not ready for it. I'm serious. You haul their rears in there. Stat, when you get back, And have every one of them, there's a couple couches in the Oval and two chairs. Tell them you want in writing what happened. You want them to sign it themselves right in front of you. And you want them to verbally explain in the Oval why why your order to take away John Brennan's security clearance was not followed. There'll be a media backlash. Who cares? Nobody takes the media seriously anyway. They're, They're a joke. They hate Trump anyway. It doesn't matter. What do you care? You are the commander-in-chief and the president of the United States. If they cannot produce a sound 
logical reason why they are disobeying your order, terminate their employment on the spot, have them escorted out of the White House. And do a press release on it later. It's not abuse of authority when your authority is ignored. They say, that sounds tyrannical. Well, does it? That's fascinating because you have Congress making the argument that they have more authority than they have right now. And the same goofballs in the media are celebrating it. Mm -hmm. They have oversight power over the president. No, no, they don't. They have impeachment power over the president. Their oversight power is for legislative purposes, not to check out the president's financial records. That's not that Congress has no authority to do that. They have authority over legislation. Their check and balance over the president is their power to override a veto and to impeach the president. There's nothing in the Constitution that gives uh, Congress police state powers to investigate the president's financial dealings. But the media is celebrating that. The president's authority to terminate people in the executive branch is an actual authority of his. These are subordinate officers engaging in insubordination. Fire them immediately. There's a reason we have horizontal and vertical checks and balances in our system of government. You have subordinate officers ignoring the president of the United States? No, we're just not going to do that. Have a nice day. My gosh, I can't even imagine in the Secret Service if the president gave an order and the Secret Service director was like, ah, yeah, it's not a real order. It's just a suggestion. So stupid. All right, what else we got? I got a lot more. Oh, this is, <laughs> this is a good one. Wait, coming up next, don't go anywhere. The actors, you know Hollywood actors, the biggest mm. hypocrites out there, right? Hollywood actors, you got to love them. Biggest frauds you've ever seen. They love high taxes, right, Joe? Oh, yes, Hollywood actors, yes, big taxes. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold yes, that thought, yes, Joe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> is that your Thurston Howell? Oh, yes, I love yes, it. Yes, something it's, like it's that, good. yes. All right. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at Vincero Watches. You like that watch? Oh, yeah. Say, how much that watch cost? 20 grand? No. No. Not even close. Although it looks like it, doesn't it? This is a beautiful watch. Nice. It's my choice in watches, Vincero. Yeah, they are. Not. I got to get you one, brother. Next time you come down, I'll give you one of mine. They're really, really nice. Man, cool. Vincero Watches. Listen, you got Father's Day coming up. A quality wristwatch is one of those small things every guy needs. When you've got on a nice watch, it changes the way you carry yourself. It changes the way people look at you. Everyone wants a nice looking watch. You know how many compliments I get about this watch? My brother is, a, and my, my brother-in-law too, are watch gurus. They love it. <laughs> We're partnering with Vincero. So you can get a watch that makes you stand taller and feel more confident than ever. Exclusively for our listeners, Vincero is offering an extra, an extra 15% off their already affordable watches. Go to VinceroWatches.com. That's V-I-N-C-E-R-O Watches.com. VinceroWatches.com forward slash Bongino. And use code Bongino to save an extra 15%. That's VinceroWatches.com forward slash Bongino. Code Bongino for 15% off. This is our first time working with Vincero. They're a new sponsor, and we absolutely love them. They sent me two of them. You can see the one I'm wearing here. I love this. Strangers catch me. I catch them looking at it mm -hmm, all the time. Mm -hmm. It is a beautiful watch. They're just that good looking. They've got weight to them. The leather on the band is of the highest quality. I'm telling you, you go look at the prices, you're going to be astounded. You're going to be like, there's no way. Mm -hmm. There is mm -hmm. the lovely Paula. <laughs> 
The lovely Paula making an appearance on the show. <laughs> she injects herself into the show, which I love. And look at that. Look at that. What's in that picture? I know you're staring at the lovely Paula. There's a watch in that picture. Look at that. that is a lovely Vincero watch. They also have watches for women, which are beautiful. You see me and my wife in public? We will always, always have our Vincero watches. But stare at the watch. You can't watch stare at yourself my watch. Now. It's watch not it. good. I would not appreciate that. Watch. <laughs> what? Vincero is the best value in the industry. I agree with them. You're not going to find a better made watch elsewhere. They have 15,000 five-star reviews. Folks, this deal's too good to pass up. Go to VinceroWatches.com slash Bongino. Use code Bongino for 15% off. We love Vincero. All right. Hollywood, as Joe just oh, said, yes, is the finest Hollywood. Thurston Howell voice out there. Yes, they oh. love tax hikes. Hollywood, you had Miley Cyrus, liberal Miley Cyrus, singer um, and actress out there the other day. So these are far leftists. She was... Um, uh, you see this this picture she did? She put out a picture of herself licking an abortion-supporting cake. Uh, yeah, this is this is the Hollywood leftist. They've gone totally off the deep oh. end. They love Bernie Sanders. You had Rosario Dawson, who was in a couple movies and in some um, Netflix series. She supported Bernie. You have all these Hollywood leftists that loved Obama, and all of them stand for higher taxes. But Deadline.com says the opposite. This will be uh, in the show notes today. Actors unions support renewal of tax write-off eliminated by Donald Trump's massive tax cut by David Robb, June 5th, 2019. Isn't that special? I wish I had my red flag. Red flag under the hood, under the hood for <laughs> review, folks. There's laundry on the field. You have been telling us the entire time that you support a bigger, more intrusive government, that government should be financed by higher taxes, right. but just not for you. So just to be clear, what we're talking about here, so you have the specifics on the deal, Donald Trump's tax cut, which was an across-the-board tax cut for income categories, uh, income taxes, we had uh, the standard deduction was bumped up. Mm -hmm. It was a big, broad-based tax cut. We had a corporate tax cut. What happened is certain deductions got eliminated. One of them is a deduction that was that people who are actors and performers used for personal expenses accrued while on jobs. In other words, Joe, they're going to acting jobs, they're SAG members, whatever it may be, yeah. Screen Actors Guild folks, and they can write off expenses. I don't know what they were, whether it was administrative materials, uh, whatever, bookings for tickets, but they were personal deductions. So a lot of those were eliminated, but everybody got a broad-based deduction. Hollywood SAG people are losing their minds. They want this deduction back now, just to be clear, mm -hmm. because unlike you guys in Hollywood, not all of you, there are very conservative actors out there who are good people. Um, Nick Searcy, Christy Swanson, Dean Cain, you know, these are actually principal, John Voigt. These are principal yeah. people who stand by certain ideas. I want to be clear on this. I am not indicting all of Hollywood, number one. And number two, I'm not suggesting that you wanting to pay less taxes is a bad idea. I don't blame you one bit, period, for wanting to pay lower taxes. Giving money to the government outside of its constitutional functions is the equivalent of burning it or flushing it down a toilet. Mm -hmm. No, no, because someone could find it in a pipe. Burning it is better. Flushing it down a toilet, someone could, it would be useful. You flushing it down a toilet, someone will find it floating in a river and use it. You're better off burning it than giving it to the government. Because as I said to my daughter the other day, when she was asking me why high taxes are so bad, outside of the constitutional functions of government, court system, our military, and things where there's universal agreement and constitutional limitations on the spending and not spending, right? It's not that government doesn't help people. That's different. 
It's that government spending actively destroys people's lives. You can't say that. No, I just did. I'm sure we'll get demonetized on YouTube yeah. because some liberal snowflake yep, will be offended at that. Good. Go for it. You do you. I do me. Ladies and gentlemen, I've used this analogy before. It's not when you walk down the street, if someone falls in front of you and you don't help them up, that's a pretty crappy act, yeah. right? Why didn't you help? Well, I didn't feel like it. I had to get to work. So you let this, this older gentleman fall on the car. We had a guy in church. Remember the other day and Paula, poor guy, he fell, he, he fell over a flower pot. Uh, listen, I'm not patting myself on the bench. Say, you helped the guy. It's just, sure. I just did it because that's what you do. Right. You don't like look around for permission. He was fine, by the way. Don't worry about him. True story. It's, you don't walk away. You know, oh, the guy fell. Hey, you okay? You go and help him. That is an act of missing malfeasance. But that's not what the government does. It's not that the government doesn't help the guy and walks away. It's that when the older gentleman who falls at church tries to get up, the government walks over with a PR-24 nightstick and kneecaps him. Uh, they take him out. Yeah. You're not allowed to get up, which is an example of malfeasance. Government spending, it bankrupts people. It incentivizes people to not work. It takes away from people who work hard and gives to many people who just don't want to. It engages them in a lie. Oh, don't worry. We took care of your retirement and social security. Really? You have money? No, we don't have any money. Well, I gave you my money. Yeah, yeah, we spent that. I thought you just said you took care of us. Yeah, we were lying about that. That's not not helping. That's stealing. Medicare, we've got you covered. You do? Because the cop, uh, hospitals aren't and, and doctors aren't taking new Medicare patients because there's no money and reimbursements are low. Ah, we really, really weren't kidding when we said we had you covered. Yeah, but you took my money. Yeah, we spent that too. They kneecapped you. A lot of you don't understand. I get that. Mm -hmm. I get a lot of emails still about Social Security where people insist you paid in. You did. I am not suggesting your benefits should be taken away. You got hurt. The government hurt you. I've never said that on the show. It doesn't matter how many times I say it. I'll get 100 emails either way. Yeah. It doesn't stop me from speaking the truth. That's fine. I put my email out there for a reason. I know you paid in, and I'm not suggesting that because our government failed that we should abandon you. Our priority should be to salvage the deal we made with you. But for people who are 55 and younger, there's no deal because there's not going to be any money. But you paid into a lot of programs. You paid into unemployment insurance. You never use that, a lot of you. You paid into a lot of things where the government took your money and gave it to someone else. I don't understand why you think the government saw your Social Security money as any different. But I paid in. I get it. They spent the money. There's no money. It's a lie. I know I got off on a tangent here, but what I'm trying to suggest to you is that the government has lied to you. We have a very limited role in the Constitution for government that should be financed by taxes, and I don't blame you one bit, Hollywood, for not wanting to pay a dollar more. I don't blame you. My problem with this and this story is you're hypocrites. Mm -hmm. You want everybody else to pay higher taxes while you actively lobby to pay lower taxes yourself. You're using your influence with SAG and your unions, the Screen Actors Guild, to push for a tax break for you that benefits you and your members while telling every other American, vote for Bernie Sanders and people that are going to raise your taxes. 
That means you're a fraud. I know Dean Kane isn't, or Christy Swanson, or John Voigt, or others who I'm sure are quiet out there because they're afraid of being stigmatized in Hollywood. But they're not frauds. They believe in the general principles of conservatism because that's what they abide by themselves. Sorry, Dean, Christy, and John. I'm sorry if I just ruined your careers yeah, by outing you on a conservative show. Them too, you know. <laughs> I never, they're pretty open about it but yeah it's true good point joe well said they probably just demonetized them i didn't mean to i promise all right i've got a couple more things but it's just they're frauds they're hypocrites and i just get tired of it yeah and really to the people who are going to email me about social security i put my email out there because i'd love to hear from you i am not suggesting the money you paid in should disappear you are now retired. The government made you a promise. We are the government. I am the government. My wife's the government. Joe's the government. You're the government. I strongly believe, even though I'm a diehard conservative, that those promises, you altered your life around them. You were made a promise by the government later in your life after you paid into this program that you would be uh, entitled to these benefits. Those benefits should be paid out. You're a generation that has worked a lot harder than we have. You didn't have the technology we have. And I just want to be clear on that. But 55 and younger, it's over. There is no money. There's no Medicare money. There is no Social Security money. Anyone 55 or younger, if you're counting on this money, you're making a big mistake because there's nothing there. It was stolen. And the fact that you paid in means a lot to me. That's why I said you should get the money back. But make no mistake, it means nothing to the government. And if you think otherwise, I, I, I'm sorry. You're just The government doesn't care. There's no money there. It's a bunch of IOUs. They spent your money. Okay, moving on. Um, I got this video of some uh, horribly, horribly racist Trump supporters. This is, for those of you watching oh, on youtube.com slash Bungie, this is awful, Joe. Yeah, it's bad, I know. Um, all right, this is two racist Trump supporters, three actually in England, horrible racist guys. I, we really need you to should. out these people. Just, uh, if you would, just play that video. It's not a problem to be nationalistic, you know, I'm it's a nationalist. It's not a dirty word. It's not a dirty word, and I'm a nationalist. try to make it a dirty word, it's not. It's actually a very good word. Brings um, people together. I'm a nationalist, yeah, I'm a patriot. Brings us together. Yeah, it brings us I mean? together. I just met um, my friend here today, you know? Don't even know the guy. But look, we've had a great buddies, time. having a great time. And, and that's what Donald Trump is. He's bringing everyone together. And if you can notice... Um, but he's also very divisive. I mean, well, well if you choose his leader, that's your choice. You don't want to be follow his leadership. So you're the one that's dividing. See, the left are actually the ones dividing everybody they're using identity politics to divide us all oh boy of course i was joking there yeah. uh for those of you in the audio those are three um uh, uh british uh, men they're sitting there at a trump rally with maga hats two are white one happens to be black and it's hysterical because they, they just met each other because they're wearing maga hats that now i say mm -hmm. that because to, to the hacks and the lunatics and the media on the left Everybody who supports Trump is clearly a racist because you got to understand they don't have anything else. These people have vacuums for brains. There's nothing in there. They don't have any actual functioning brain <laughs> tissue. These are three guys. How do those three guys know each other? I played that little snippet. I, I told Joe, I go, just give me 30 seconds yeah. of the video. It's funny. You picked the 30. I didn't even care which 30 seconds it was, but you picked the 30 seconds. I was thinking, how do those three men, two white males with MAGA hats on and one black male, how do they know each other? 
They don't. Nope. They just met 30 seconds ago. These horribly racist Trump supporters. And one guy's like, this guy's my brother. I just met him a few minutes ago. He's got a MAGA hat on. This is great. And the reporter's like, man, he is kind of divisive, isn't he? And, yes. and the black guy's like, uh, no, you just said that. <laughs> I didn't say that. What are you talking about? Like, you just made that up. Divisive how? Like, I just met this guy two minutes ago. Horrible racist show. Horrible. Uh -huh. Racism everywhere. Oh, there now, it is. I mean, yeah. listen. It's, I, know, I just I just want to play it. I know I don't like to do it. It's not a comedy show, but it just goes to show you how dumb the media yeah. is. It's, I swear. I sent it to Joe, like, right at the end of the show. We were running short on time. And I said, just give me 30 seconds of it. And he got the 30 seconds I was thinking of right mm. there. We're the reporter. Well, he, he is kind of divisive, isn't he? And the black guy's, like, looking at the two white guys he just met because they have similar ideas like freedom and liberty. And, and they're both looking at him like, uh, oh, whatever. Yeah. Sure. The white guy's like, no, no, that, that's it's your opinion. That's not ours. Like, wait, you're, we just met. What are you talking about? Horrible racists. Horrible. Racists everywhere, Joe. All over the place. All right. Listen, a little bit of a uh, good note celebrating it. One of the, you know, darkest days in our history. I, I, well, I shouldn't say that. I mean, it, traumatic D-Day, of course. Uh, I shouldn't say darkest because the liberation of Europe from the Nazis obviously was a bright point. But I say darkest on the other hand because of the the sacrifice and the lives lost. President Trump was in Normandy and gave uh, what I, I think is going to be widely praised as the finest speech of his presidency. I obviously don't have time to play the whole thing. I'm not going to play the speech, but I did want to play a portion at the end of his speech where he honored, and I'm, I'm going to put up a picture at the end with a little quote to, so we can go out on a, on a high note, praising the heroes of the D-Day invasion on Omaha Beach in the, uh, the, in the largest amphibious assault in, uh, in American history to defeat the Nazis, you know, which uh, it took a while after. It didn't ha obviously happen overnight. But I want to play the end of President Trump's speech, and I want you to look for something as you're watching this. I'm going to point out to it at the end what it is. Over President Trump's left shoulder. At the end of the speech, he turns around to applaud the veterans. These are men in their 90s on the stage. And I want you to watch what happens over President Trump's left shoulder. Play that brief cut. That was just, I, I mean, I'm telling you, I've never sent Joe a piece of video like 20 seconds before it's supposed to come mm -hmm. on the air. And I debated it because I didn't want to go on late, but that is so worth your time. For those of you who are listening on audio over President Trump's left shoulder, he's getting this round of applause from these 90 year old World War II Normandy invasion heroes. And there's this guy who has to be in his 90s. And you could see like struggles to get up a second. And he looks President Trump in the eye. President Trump turns around. And right with the right hand, I'm sorry my elbows are kind of busted, but gives him the best salute I have ever seen in my life. Folks, that is, I'm sorry I can't play the whole speech because it was magic. It was so beautiful and well done. And a sincere hat tip to President Trump for delivering. I mean that in the most, I know it's a partisan show. I get that. But I mean this in the most nonpartisan way. To Democrats and Republicans alike, we're all Americans. There were Democrats that died on that beach. There were Republicans. It's not a partisan event at all. But to that hero who got up in his 90s and gave that salute, and to President Trump who recognized them in the nicest possible way, a real hat tip to you all today. You are, as Tom Brokaw said, unquestionably the greatest generation. 
God bless you. And I just want to go out with this picture today. This was a hat tip to President Trump's feed, his, uh, his presidential feed on Twitter. He has this little quote that he had said today from his speech. And it is, ladies and gentlemen, is worth your time. I'll leave you with this. Then we'll go out from here. They did not know if they would survive the hour. They did not know if they would grow old. But they knew that America had to prevail. Their cause was this nation and generations yet unborn. President Donald J. Trump. Have a great day, folks. Thanks for tuning in. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.